Are you about ready to give up? Are you at a place where you just don't know what to do? Have you lost your courage? Well, if so, you're in the right place for Mary's message today. You're listening to The Christian Working Woman with Mary Lohman, and I'm Julie Bastide. So, Mary, last week you began this message, which you call the grasshopper disease, and you reminded us of how the children of Israel were not willing to go into the promised land God had given them because they saw these giants in the land, and they decided they looked like grasshoppers, so they were ready to give up on their dream. That's right. The old grasshopper disease got to them. They looked at themselves instead of trusting God, and they were discouraged. I've been there and done that so many Mm, times myself. Really, haven't we all? But you also told us that today you'd give us a cure for this very contagious grasshopper disease. Yeah, and right. The cure is right in God's Word, a cure I have so often used myself. So I, I really can promise you that you can be delivered from this debilitating common disease. Well, we are ready for the antidote to the grasshopper disease, Mary. Well, as I explained last week, this grasshopper disease overtook the children of Israel when they were afraid to possess the land God had given them. They said, we look like grasshoppers, and they figured they couldn't win the fight, so they wanted to quit and go back to Egypt. The disciples gave up on feeding the crowd of 5,000 because they didn't have enough money or food. They caught the grasshopper disease too. And you know what? You and I catch it from time to time, don't we? But there's another servant of God who did the right thing when faced with his own crisis. We looked last week at Second Chronicles 20 and the story of Jehoshaphat, king of Judah, who's facing a vast army and doomed for defeat. But instead of giving up, he called the people together and inquired of the Lord. Now, I want to read the prayer he prayed at that moment. You'll find it in Second Chronicles 20. Then Jehoshaphat stood up in the assembly of Judah and Jerusalem at the temple of the Lord in front of the new courtyard and said, O Lord, God of our fathers, are you not the God who is in heaven? You rule over all the kingdoms of the nations. Power and might are in your hand and no one can withstand you. O our God, did you not drive out the inhabitants of this land before your people Israel and give it forever to the descendants of Abraham, your friend? They have lived in it and have built in it a sanctuary for your name, saying, If calamity comes upon us, whether the sword of judgment or plague or famine, we will stand in your presence before this temple that bears your name and will cry out to you in our distress, and you will hear us and save us. But now, here are men from Ammon, Moab, and Mount Seir, whose territory you would not allow Israel to invade when they came from Egypt— So they turned away from them and did not destroy them. See how they are repaying us by coming to drive us out of the possession you gave us as an inheritance? Oh, our God, will you not judge them? For we have no power to face this vast army that is attacking us. We do not know what to do, but our eyes are upon you. Jehoshaphat's response to his impossible situation is a sure cure for the grasshopper disease. Now, I want to point out seven R's that I hope you'll remember, because this is the cure for you when you're coming down with this grasshopper disease. And the first R is recite who God is. Notice that the first thing Jehoshaphat does is to recite the characteristics and nature of God. You are the God who is in heaven. You rule over all the kingdoms of the nations. Power and might are in your hand and no one can withstand you. 
Jehoshaphat's first move was to remind himself and his people of God and his power. And it has to be our first move, too. You have to go back to the basics. We must have an in-depth knowledge of the nature of God, and that means we have to get to know God better and better. Are you able to recite the nature and character of God? Is it firmly established in your heart and in your mind? When there are no answers, you must begin by reciting who God is. And then the second R is remember God's great works. After reciting who God is, Jehoshaphat remembers what God has done. Did you not drive out the inhabitants of this land before your people Israel and give it forever to the descendants of Abraham, your friend? Isn't it amazing how your memory goes on you when you're in a crisis or when you're frightened? It takes an act of your will to remember what you should remember. But it's really important at these times that you purposely remember God's past miracles in your life, his faithfulness to you in days gone by, his deeds of old, as Jehoshaphat did. That is an important step, too, in curing the grasshopper disease. And the third R is recall God's promises. Notice that Jehoshaphat recalls God's promises to the children of Israel. He says, If calamity comes upon us, we will stand in your presence before this temple that bears your name and will cry out to you in our distress and you'll hear us and save us. You know, the Bible has promises there just for you. Did you know that? Have you learned to turn to God's word and ask for a promise when you face an impossible situation? It is one sure way to get out of the grips of the grasshopper disease. A promise from God will bring hope, keep you going when you see no way out. I remember when I first started this ministry on one station in the Chicago area many years ago, and that's all I ever figured it would be, and I was thrilled God would give me that opportunity. And then shortly after opportunities began to open up, it dawned on me that this ministry could grow and become much larger than I'd ever imagined, and I was frightened. I knew how inadequate I was for such an assignment. I knew how inexperienced I was, and I really wanted to back out, but I couldn't deny that God had opened the doors in a miraculous way. So I sat down with my Bible and I prayed, Lord, if this is a ministry you have for me, then please give me a promise to hang on to as I embark upon it, because I know there will be days and times when I will want to quit. Well, my reading that day included Isaiah 50, And right there in that wonderful chapter is God's promise for me. Let me share it with you. The sovereign Lord has given me an instructed tongue to know the word that sustains the weary. And because the sovereign Lord helps me, I will not be disgraced. Therefore, have I set my face like flint, and I know I will not be put to shame. Those words are now framed in my office, and I can't tell you how many times I've gone back to that promise when I've felt discouraged, when I've been tired, when I've been weary of the responsibility, and that promise has sustained me and strengthened me to face the road ahead time and time again. Do you need a promise from God right now? Go to his word and ask for it. God will give one to you, too. And then the fourth R is restate the problem to God. Now, after Jehoshaphat had recited who God is and remembered what he had done and recalled his promises, then and not until then, Jehoshaphat restates his problem. And he does so with openness and candor. He says, but now here are men from Ammon, Moab, and Mount Seir, whose territory you would not allow Israel to invade when they came from Egypt. 
So they turned away from them and did not destroy them. See how they are repaying us by coming to drive us out of the possession you gave us as an inheritance? Oh, our God, will you not judge them? For we have no power to face this vast army that is attacking us. Jehoshaphat is realistic. God has never asked us to stick our heads in the sand and pretend our problems don't exist. But instead of griping and complaining, we should just present the problem to God with all the honesty of our heart and tell him exactly how we feel about it. That's what Jehoshaphat did. He ventilated his anger and the unfairness of the whole situation, but he did it in the right way to the right person. The sequence is important. You restate the problem after you have recited who God is and remembered what he's done and recalled his promises. Then you're ready to focus on the problem because you're then God-centered instead of self-centered. And the fifth R is release the problem to God. As soon as he lays out the problem, Jehoshaphat releases the problem. He says, we do not know what to do, but our eyes are upon you. He admits his total inability to solve the problem. He doesn't pretend to have any answers, but he simply says, Lord, here it is. It's your problem, not mine. That's what Jesus meant when he invited us to exchange our heavy burden for his light burden. Just dump them at his feet in recognition of our own inability to do anything about them. That is releasing the problem to God's care. It is evidence that we trust him. And then the sixth R, rejoice in God's salvation. This last step is really exciting. After his prayer, a prophet rose up and said, Do not be afraid or discouraged because of this vast army, for the battle is not yours but God's. Do not be afraid or discouraged. Go face them tomorrow, and the Lord will be with you. That word of encouragement did not come until Jehoshaphat had released the problem to God. You know, when you and I keep holding on, complaining and worrying and trying to fix things ourselves, we hold back God's plan of deliverance. He's waiting to see your act of faith, which has to come before the deliverance. Well, the next day, as they set out to face this impossible enemy, Jehoshaphat encouraged them again that they would be victorious because the Lord was fighting their battle for them. And he appointed men to sing to the Lord and to praise him for the splendor of his holiness as they went out at the head of the army, saying, Give thanks to the Lord for his love endures forever. You see, they went into the battle rejoicing that it was won. They were praising God for the victory even before it was accomplished. And when they reached the battlefield, all they found were dead bodies lying on the ground. The enemies became confused and killed each other. Jehoshaphat's army didn't even have to fight. They had to show up. They had to obey God. They had to face the enemy. They had to claim the victory in advance. But once they got there, the fight was over. Oh, what great principles we find in this wonderful example of faith. It is a sure cure for the grasshopper disease. What is your impossibility today? Do you really want to let God take control? If so, follow Jehoshaphat's plan and begin by, one, reciting out loud who God is, two, remembering what he's done for you, three, recalling his promises to you, four, restating the problem, spelling it out, Five, releasing it to God's solution. And six, rejoicing that he has already heard and answered. But there's one more R, and it is rest. 
It's the result of following God's direction. We find it in that same chapter, verse 30. The kingdom of Jehoshaphat was at peace, for his God had given him rest on every side. Maybe you're in need of some rest today. (laughs) Are you tired of trying to fight your own battles? You're just weary of losing them all the time? Maybe it's time you followed Jehoshaphat's example and released the problem to God. Let him fight the battle for you. You do have to show up. You do have to obey. You do have to march to the battlefield sometimes. But you don't have to fight. It's God's fight, not yours. But first, you have to let go and give him control. I want you to know that I practice these seven R's frequently. (laughs) And when I do, I always find it to be the cure for my own personal grasshopper disease. It is a great stress buster. It's a great way to reduce your blood pressure. But mostly, it's a great way to show God that you trust him. Don't let fear and worry and all of the other plagues that come around you keep you from seeing God's miracle in your life when you trust him. And when you're facing the impossible situation, you say with Jehoshaphat, we do not know what to do. Lord, I don't know what to do, but my eyes are on you. And then keep saying it over and over and over and watch what God will do for you. This is a really practical message, Mary, of what to do when you don't know what to do. I'm certain many of you will want to remember these seven R's that Mary gave us for curing the grasshopper disease. You'll find copies of the entire message, including the seven R's and last week's message, on our website at christianworkingwoman.org. Well, how do working moms do it all? Consider the advice from Micah Harry, who's raising her blended family with her husband, Josh. They have six kids, including biological, adopted, step, and special needs children. She brings her unique perspective to our monthly Zoom get-together on October 22nd. Visit the events page on our website for more information or to register. That's christianworkingwoman.org. For today, I'm Julie Bustide saying so long for Mary Lohman and the Christian Working Woman.